Next up, we have uh, what I'm called church planting stories and, and that I actually wanted to have a, <coughs> a whole session uh, of uh, interaction with the different um, Grace Life church uh, uh, or uh, pastors who've planted and, um, and are leading churches and, and, and have interaction with that. And, you know, I've been uh, so busy the last uh, couple of days, I didn't get a chance to organize it the way I wanted to. But then I also realized, like, we don't have enough time for that. So it's going to be good to just keep it just to, to two. So we are going to hear from Etienne Willemse, who uh, helped uh, uh, or planted in um, Grace Life Tigerberg. Um, and Alicia Rasmus, who together with um, her husband, Carl, planted in, um, well, took over a plant, but it was kind of like a replant in um, um, Albania, in Duress, in southeast or southeastern Europe. Um, and so I was going to start off with Etienne. So Etienne, are you available or are we going to go with Alicia first? No, I'm good to go. You're good to go. Okay, so uh, you can unmute your camera as well. Um, and so I'll just give a little bit of a, an introduction and say, you know, Etienne, um, what year did you join us, Etienne, again, 2010, when we started, and, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know, Etienne, I remember meeting Etienne, um, and um, uh, we had a, we started a, a relationship where uh, I was discipling him, and uh, just saw how God impacted and changed his life, and you know, he eventually left university and uh, joined us for internship. And um, uh, amazing just to see how, you know, his testimony is just how he, he, he just stay sub, stayed submitted uh, to the word, to leadership, to the process and grew in his relationship with God and, um, and, and kind of was faithful with the tasks that were in front of him and with what he was entrusted with. And he grew to the place where uh, we sent him out to plant in the Tigerberg region in the Western Cape in South Africa. And he, his wife, and the leadership team there are doing a great job uh, in pastoring uh, Grace Life Tigerberg. How long has Tigerberg been going, Etienne? Um, this year we celebrated our third birthday in April. Third birthday. So it's a, a, a fairly young church, um, but uh, you've already seen a, a, a strong community formed around uh, the message there and uh, a really healthy community, I would say. Um, you know, my, my wife and I just recently moved out of the area where Etienne is pastoring and um, we, <laughs> we really enjoyed the community and uh, the re receiving the benefits of the community, you know, just their interaction and their love and the care. And um, it's really just amazing to see what God's doing there. Etienne, what would you say are some of the things that leading up to the church plant that would be important for somebody to know with regard to desiring to to plant a church uh, or step into ministry even so it's a good question it's a loaded question <laughs> um i think in uh, in the opening kind of just the introduction um uh, this is really something that i got to just share a little bit on at the um, the ambassadors, Grace Ambassadors Bootcamp that started this week as well. It's just the the just God's heart for submission. I think uh, mm. um, without submission, it's really going to be difficult um, to step into ministry. <laughs> it's really going to be difficult to uh, to plant a church um, because uh, as so many of the speakers already just shared, and um, like you shared just with regards to a Greg Moore statement of um, building through revelation of the word and then uh, building through relationships. 
Um, if we can't be submitted to one another and we can't be submitted to uh, a vision and a mission, um, man, we're going to be uh, poor leaders. We're going to be poor, uh, poor followers of Christ. And um, so just with regards to just uh, planting the, 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 the choice to submit um, in our hearts and, and um, kind of dedicating our lives to, to choose that, even though when we're not feeling like it or when um, we're in disagreement, even uh, to just do it because it's an invitation from God. And we know that it's uh, going to bear fruit when we uh, when we submitting to the, the the things that God has got for us. Um, so I think that's definitely a, a big thing um, that I've really seen um, bear fruit in my life. Um, not to say like like a, I'm not the perfect uh, submitted um, person uh, in this in this meeting, um, but I've uh, just enjoyed the fruit of just choosing that uh, so much. And because I'm doing that, I think and I believe that. As a, as a saying goes, you, you, you reproduce yourself or you, you'll replicate or you um, sow what you're reaping. And so I really believe that the, 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 the leaders that I'm leading and I'm leading alongside are really also just uh, showing that same heart of uh, submit, submission to me um, at Grace of Tigerberg. And so uh, that's really been a blessing as well to see. So I think that's uh, definitely one, one of those uh, vital uh, keys. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and I, I can say that for sure. When we when we've been looking for um, uh, leaders in general in, in in Grace Life, we always like the number one thing we look at first isn't um, gray hair, although you've got some, uh, or um, you know, kind of like uh, are they popular or uh, you know what's their bank balance or their their giving record or, or you know we we kind of consider their giving in a sense of are they generous with their life not just with towards the church but the number one thing we look for in leaders and appointing leaders is is faithfulness um, and you know this has come up a couple times in different uh, sessions um, you know Paul said to Timothy in Second Timothy chapter two. Yeah, the thing which thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. And so he said, you know, take the message, take what you've received from me and commit it, entrust it to, to, to people who are faithful, not people who are excited and people who are passionate. And, you know, we really, I, I've seen that. We've had people come into the, 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 the ministry and they're like, uh, you know, I'm called to preach or I'm called to plant a church and, and uh, then we start talking about it and, um, you know, like they, they, they don't stay around too long or they, they're not prepared to, to pack out the chairs. And, you know, one of the things that, that, that we have uh, culture statements in, in Grace Life is really just if, you, if serving is beneath you, leadership is beyond you. And that's one of the things that I, I've seen in, in all of our leaders, but especially in Etienne is uh, uh, just a, a faithfulness and a willingness to serve and and stick to, to um, you know, what being faithful with what's in front of him, not eager just to jump to the next season and the next thing, but but really waiting for the right timing whilst uh, uh, being faithful to do what he's, he's supposed to do. And, um, you know, I want to encourage everybody, you know, it, we all need to build teams, we all need to appoint people, and sometimes we want to do it prematurely because we need, we need help. Um, but we need to make sure we're appointing faithfulness and not just faithfulness but obviously qualified after faithfulness faithfulness is maybe the, one of the first qualifications but we need to make sure that we're appointing the right people not just people because we need somebody because that will lead to to disaster uh anyway 
Um, Etienne, what are one of the challenges that you faced, especially in the early days of church planting, um, that people can expect if they're going to plant a church? And how did you, you and the leadership deal with that? Well, I think um, one of the awesome blessings, uh, definitely, and uh, privileges is to, again, um, when we're planting churches, to, to do it alongside um like like we've like all of us are growing from this mm. this conference really and uh like all of the leaders and all of the speakers have shared um drawing from the wisdom of those who've gone before you or or even just having that humility to ask questions and to um uh have people to draw from and to uh, apart from obviously the Holy Spirit and really drawing from him just asking and uh uh your your leadership through the church plan has been a, a huge blessing with different uh difficult um, challenges and things like that coming uh, across. But I think uh, one of the, the big challenges um, has definitely been um, that zeal that you always get in people and uh, you kind of, uh, um, you hear church plant and everyone wants to be part of it, but because it's yeah. super exciting, right? It's it's it's, uh, it's one of those exciting things that everyone wants to be part of. They want to put it on their CV. Um, I've, I've planted a church or I've been part of a church planting team. And then um, a few months in, like, the people aren't as excited anymore and uh, i think for for all of us um uh whether we're leading the church plant or or whether uh, we're part of the team um that is planting the church and um, to just always remember why we're doing this um and because if we're doing it for the excitement's sake uh, it's going to wear mm. off um the excitement's mm. going to wear off somewhere um someone's going to rub you off the wrong way somewhere um we're doing things through relationship and that makes it beautiful, but uh, that also makes it challenging. And uh, so I think uh, that's definitely been the, 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 ch the, the challenge is uh, people that are in it maybe for the wrong reasons and they, they're committing for the wrong reasons. And I believe as a ministry, we've really just uh, um, continually reiterated the importance of um, serving out of a place of rest and serving out of a place of um, your relationship with God being healthy. So I think just uh, continually just uh, appointing people to that place um, mm. is so important for us, but definitely has been one of the, the challenges kind of uh, dealing with those type of uh, situations. Oh, that's good. I like that. You know, excitement wears off, uh, but character keeps you going. And, um, you know, that even, even it's not just in starting a church, but just in anything really. Uh, you know, the, 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 the longevity, the endurance that's necessary for longevity, it, it comes from character. And, and, and it, one of the, the keys that, there, that helps us keep going and helps us with longevity, which is what you've spoken about, is relationships. Um, and um, uh, uh, I think one of the things that's quite funny, I think we, we've both had conversations with people like this, maybe, but um, they're wanting to go and plant a church or they're wanting to do something. And we kind of internalize the laugh uh, and we don't laugh out loud, but uh, we kind of like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I would like to see that happen. And it's not like they can't speak, but they, they kind of see the pulpit. They want to preach, but they don't see the, 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 what goes into actually maintaining that, having that pulpit there. Uh, you know, the, the caring for people in the week and the pushing through criticism and, and all sorts of other things. Um, you know, everyone in this uh, on the panel, uh, uh, Ben, Alicia, you, myself, can can talk to those things definitely. Um, you know, if, if criticism would could kill you, we'd all be dead. Uh, uh, but the, the the point is, is that you know, there's a, a um, uh, it it it's it's more than just preaching on a Sunday. 
you know, that that's kind of like maybe one of the, the great perks of it, but it's also a lot of work that goes into it of preparation and, and things like that. And so a lot of people, maybe even in this uh, meeting, don't know really what goes into starting a church or, or, or pastoring a church. Um, and, um, you know, you, you're, you're saying relationships with, with people like myself and others, which you can run alongside with, has definitely helped you to, um, uh, to, to continue on and still be in ministry. I mean, you've been pastoring uh, Tigerberg for three years, but you've been in ministry longer. So, so, so you've been in it for longer than three years. But what are some of the other things maybe that have really helped you to, to not give up, especially when it maybe gets tough? Yeah, I think um, personal, uh, as it's also come out uh, continually, that personal relationship with God, um, just drawing from him and uh, just, just enjoying relationship with God uh, is such a, a vital key for all of us because uh, um, we're going to run dry somewhere if we're not uh, filling up and, uh, and receiving and, and ministering from an overflow. I think um, one of the things that's really also just been such a blessing um, also over the last uh, year or so is really just, again, um, and since even the, the, the church planting um, conference uh, which was launched or the church planting school that was launched uh, in, in the States uh, two years ago now is really just this question of uh, what are we building? And we asked that question uh, a lot before even uh, lockdown last year. What are we building? How are we building church? Um, what type of ministries are we building? Um, because by asking that question, if we're building it God's way, it will stand. Um, there's no way it won't stand because we're doing it with God's empowering. We're doing it with God's wisdom. And uh, we're drawing from his strength, not our wisdom and our strength. And uh, so uh, we're always going to run short if we're going to do it our way. And if we're going to um, kind of uh, try and do it by, by man's wisdom. But when we're doing it from a, from a place of relationship with God and remembering that we're family, whatever we're doing, whether it's midweek uh, Bible study, whether it's midweek uh, uh, services or gatherings or, or weekend gatherings, it all needs to um, uh, be centered around relationship, relationship with God, pointing mm. people to Jesus and connecting with Jesus and growing and being established in Jesus, but also uh, 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 pointing people to our relationships with one another. And when it's when we're doing it like that, and um, we're seeing it so clearly in our, our Rondebosch church plant um, in, in Cape Town, is there's no, it's not a show at all. So it takes, it takes away all of the pressure. It's not this one-man show where one person rocks up and everyone falls at their feet. But it's a family coming together to, to hear from God together mm. um, for ourselves, but also for one another. Mm. And that's such a beautiful picture of just the community and family mm. growing in their relationship with God, but also in their relationship with one mm. another. And uh, there's true. no like uh, huge expectations of man, like I need to I need to perform now because people are paying me to do this. Um, if I if I don't crack a few good jokes, then the, the offering's going to drop. No, it's a family and we, we're pointing people to Jesus and pointing people to why are we partaking of this? Why are we giving? Why are we uh, uh, funding this? We're funding God's kingdom. We're not funding Shane's kingdom or Etienne's kingdom, um, but it's God's kingdom that we wanting to be uh, uh, see established here on earth. Mm, that's awesome. Maybe very quickly, is there one thing that stands out for you that that's the most exciting thing uh, about ministry for you at the moment? Something that you always look forward to uh, maybe even on a, on a on a Sunday morning when you get up very early. 
Mm. It's a good question. It's an awesome question. I think, uh, man, it's the, the privilege of knowing. Um, this is the first thing that popped into my, into my heart now. Is it's just a privilege of knowing that it's not because of me that I get to do what I'm doing. It's just because of God's grace and his love for us. And, um, and that's really a continually being reminded of God chose to do it through us. And so it's not about me being a special guy. I just said like, Lord, yeah, I am like, I want to, I want to be part of this. And uh, he graciously chose to uh, partake with us and co-label with us. And so that just knowing that, that God chose to do it through us is uh, is a privilege and honor that uh, excites me to do what I'm doing. Amen. Thank you, Etienne. Appreciate uh, your time. And next up, we have Alicia. And Alicia and Carl, I mentioned them uh, last night. Um, but Alicia uh, uh, and Carl were ordained on their uh, uh, wedding day. And after their honeymoon, went into a foreign country which she had been in for, I think, three months uh, previously, but Carl had never been in and um, aimed to be there for a year and uh, ended up being there for six, six years. Counting. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was kind of like the approach of we're going to go and raise a leadership. And, uh, and I mean, this was my approach and your approach, like, you know, and then after a year or two, leave. And uh, I mean, you fell in love with the place and with the people. Uh, uh, <laughs> you're still thrilled about it. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the point is, is like, you know, I've really just appreciated their willingness to go and their willingness to be in a foreign country where they, they can't speak the language. They, they, they're trying, you know, where it's been difficult. There were challenges when they got there. And, you know, the culture is radically different um, it's a, um, a formula, former communist nation, uh, it, it mostly Islamic, um, uh, constitutionally atheist, um, coming from South Africa, where it's 70% uh, Christian. And everyone knows about Jesus pretty much. And now, you know, everyone understands how church works. And now you're thrown in the deep end. And uh, what are maybe two things, because I'm sure there's many things, but two things that, that you would be like, I wish I had known this about whether it's cross-cultural uh, ministry or just planting a church because I mean you went over with um, big vision and in six years like we'll talk about that how that was affected in six years but first of all just one or two things that you thought that wow I wish I had known this about church planting in general oh awesome thank you for the privilege of sharing, I feel quite anxious sharing on this platform. Um, but I would say uh, really the two things that I would have uh, really have loved to know is I would have listened to my pastor when they said it really is all about discipleship. Um, we might say it over and over again, but it's really the heart is discipleship. And we're not talking about a 12 week program where you meet with someone once a week. Um, one of the biggest things I realized in a culture that we have now is that discipleship is a lifetime commitment to loving someone who's completely different than you. Wow. Um, and it really is uh, one of the questions the Lord asked me recently with a girl I'm working with now, who just seems so uninterested in, in Jesus at first really was interested. We believe there was a Muslim conversation later and just completely closed the door again. And after I said something in a meeting, I went to the bathroom and the Lord said, are you willing to discover the truth with her and uh, walk with her no matter how long it takes? 
And I was like, Lord, no, I'm not. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, I am. I am, Lord. And I uh, went out and just uh, realizing, I think really realizing that discipleship is a lifelong commitment to loving people, um, first of all, because in South Africa, I definitely was discipling people. Absolutely. And I was so um, proud of myself for all the self-effort in discipleship I was doing because it was all about me. And um, realizing coming here that you don't matter, um, Jesus does. And you're going to need something more than you and your great opinion about things. You're going to need something supernatural, which is Jesus. And then I would say the second thing I would have liked to have known is how important praying is. Um, Mm. Yes, obviously, I agree 100% and agree with praying on the go. But uh, like Shane said, we adopted a church plant, which was full of a lot of problems. And I kind of wanted to just build church the way I had in my mind. Not Shane had never taught this, but I just automatically converted to church, like the way that we do church, the building, the service, the worship, the this and that. And I wish I had just stopped and actually taken time, even if it was months, and just prayed being very um, diligent in praying and saying, God, what are you wanting to build here? Mm. And what do you want to do? That's good. And that's very good. And I mean, uh, that's something that I will talk about uh, a bit later on is just uh, our vision for church. Uh, not Grace Lives, but just what is our vision for church and having a vision, because I think that that is so vital and so key. Uh, but, um, you know, you went over with a lot of vision. I mean, one of the things I appreciate about you is uh, uh, when you were in the uh, Stellenbosch, where I pastored for many years, uh, you were supporting me and helping me, especially with admin, but you were keeping me on my toes. Like, uh, uh, what about this? And what about that? And, you know, let's, let's go for this. And so you always have a lot of great perspective of how things could be. I mean, that's a visionary. Um, uh, you know, this is how we could do this. This is how we could do that. And I mean, going now in being thrown in the deep end of a foreign country where it's, uh, as it's less than 2% Christian. Um, and, um, you know, that, that's a shock to the vision system. Uh, uh just speak a bit about that and, 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 and how you, you've had to deal with that. Not good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was laughing at the pastor who spoke before and he said, everything just worked. I'm like, God, I'm doing something wrong. Give me his anointing, please. Um, So I will share this quick story. Six months after being here, after arranging another thing and another camp and another thing, um, in the middle of everybody in the church venue, everybody's arranging things and we're doing things. I have no idea what we're doing. I just looked at Carl as he entered the room and I said in Afrikaans, which nobody understands here, I said, we need to leave right now. I need to just, we need to leave. And I walked out and I walked into the middle of the city center where there's this massive mosque. And uh, I just sat down on the bench and cried. I just sobbed. And I was like, God, I knew you told me this is going to be difficult. That was my word for church planting, by the way. Uh, This is going to be difficult. And uh, I just say to him, Lord, uh, this is impossible. This is impossible. Mm. And I remember looking up and saying (laughs) and seeing in my mind how this massive mosque is just laughing at me like you're ridiculous. Like, honestly, you're ridiculous. Mm. And actually telling my poor husband that please tell me everything is going to be okay. And he's like, I can't. I don't know. And I'm like, then just lie, <laughs> lie to me. It's okay. <laughs> so we have this poster in the room in my kitchen that says everything is going to be okay. 
Um, but uh, with dealing with it, I've realized like one, like what Shane said, having the right vision of church that that we that that actually church planting is a call to lose yourself. It really mm. is. And that was most probably the biggest thing was that a seed will not produce anything unless it falls to the ground mm. and dies. And I made this joke when someone asked me, what's the biggest lesson you've learned in Albania? I said, if I survive Albania, I'll be okay. <laughs> if, if, if Albania doesn't beat ministry out of me, I'll, I'll make it. Because mm. you, you have to die to all your ideas, all your visions, all your things that's, that's not what God mm. wants. And really say, Father, um, you want me to do. Um, and with that, whatever that might be. And to not give up. Mm. And that's really one of the things I've appreciated about you and Carl has been, um, you're still there. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's not what you envisioned, and and not what you maybe desired, numbers wise, and and all of that wise. But it's something special. Um, you know, it's blessing people. It's a uh, it's a great. Uh, uh, it's got a lot of potential. But it's it's you know, we don't we don't just say that about oh, this house is potential. And I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying there, there's potential. But at the same time. You, you guys uh, uh, have a community. You love them. Uh, it's challenging, but um, you know you're in a place where God can can really use you guys in in an amazing way. And uh, you know we need to reach the unreached. And this is one of the things that you know, really challenges uh, me is that you know we want to plant churches everywhere because people are everywhere. But there's a third of the the, the world's population uh, that. Does, has never heard of the name of Jesus, has, hasn't got access to a church, uh, an evangelical church, um, and they're lost and, 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 and on their way to eternal destruction. Um, and, you know, the, those are the people that we need to desperately reach, at least in most of us in, in this meeting are, are living in uh, countries where uh, there's a lot of Christians. Everyone's got access to a, a church, a, a Bible, or this or that. And uh, it's, it's easy enough for, for them to come across a, a, a Christian. Uh, but in places like Albania, Eastern Europe, Middle East, the, the 1040 window, et cetera, you know, there, there, there's just so much work to be done. And yet yeah. most missionaries are going to the reached world, going to America, going to places like that. And we need to plant churches in these places because they're increasing in, in population. And there's more and more people who are getting lost in those places. But, you know, I really value you guys for, for being there and for still being there and for still praying, God, how can we reach more people uh, uh, six years later? Uh, um, because uh, the, the work's not done, you know, wherever we are even in Cape Town, the work's not done. And it's a case of uh, there's always people on God's heart for us to reach. And so, yeah, you know, I really love your guys' heart for uh, the people there and uh, passion for the, 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 the people of Albania, even though it's maybe not uh, been your number one country where you want to kind of live and raise a family. You've got two children, which were both born in Albania. Four. Oh, you got four kids, but born in Albania. <laughs> and you've impacted their lives, which is really awesome. So any any advice that you would give for longevity, since you've had to push through a lot of difficult things, uh, uh, what's helped you not give up? Um, 
Now, I just quickly want to comment on something you said, like we have to plant churches. I think something I've realized in being in the culture we're in is while we're not planting, someone else is. Mm, that's good. And as long as it's going to take us and while we're getting our game together and stop, while we're stop playing church, to be honest, if we don't stop playing church, somebody else is building. And the somebody else and a massive influence is the Islamic faith. And um, it is building a hardness into people, which I see here, which is not just that people like what you said, yes, these countries, people have never heard Jesus, but it is, it, is, it is building in a deception where what they hear about Jesus is being deceived. And so they think they're okay. Mm, and I just good. felt like we need to realize that while we're not doing it, someone else mm, is. And that's, that's why it's good. urgent. That's and uh, so for me, longevity-wise, um, I just wrote down here, is that God will do, while I was praying to speak here, is that God will do a greater work in you through church planting before he does mm. a great work through you mm. in church planting. Um, God had to do a great work in me first. Um, and he's still doing it, um, but really um, bringing me to a place and bringing us as, as, as a couple to a place where, where we are like, Father, um, this is with you and this is for you and not mm. for anybody else. Mm. Um, and allowing him to do that, like doing that work in you because mm. uh, you have to let go of a lot of things that you're very comfortable with. Um, and I, that's really been key for me. Um, I think another thing that's keep me, kept me going, I absolutely, and we all say it is our relationship with God as, is the only thing you have uh, really in the end. But I think, really um growing up <laughs> uh, um, I say this with a lot of love but you know there's people dying without Jesus and I don't think we have the right or the time but I for me personally I've realized I don't have the right nor do I have the time to 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 play it safe anymore and I'm still scared about everything I mean I just got a fright the other night when my child walked into the bathroom I got a fright you know um, middle of the night so I'm not I'm not this great year not at all but God has just been speaking to me and challenging me about the reality uh, of what we're doing and um, lastly because I know our time is short there's quite a lot to share is is really and honestly um, um, getting involved like being being involved with people and the mess of people and and the stories and the the yeah, like mm -hmm. my two daughters were, that I adopted, um, we adopted into our home, our grown uh, daughters, you know, the Albanian kids, and just realizing like we are part of a generational work. And I think having that perspective where you're part of a generational work and God is not going to show you the whole picture because guess what? You don't need to know. But what mm -hmm. God is asking you to do is just to love people, uh, love them as he loves them, and walk with them according to what he says mm. and that's enough that's let good. that be enough mm. we got a, a question um how do you bring the truth to a muslim and i know that that can never be answered in three minutes um <laughs> but like maybe just i mean you are bringing the truth to muslims and i know this individual you asked the question will be in albania uh, um on the well, probably one of the next trips so that, that that's good, but like maybe just just share about how you have seen Muslims receive Christ. And I mean, Amanda also wrote there, you know, uh, just about seeing them differently, you know, seeing that they're mixed up in their their belief about Jesus. Uh, you don't have to convince them of him; it's just they they're, they're believing wrong about him. 
Um, and um, I'm not saying they're saved by any means, but you know, there is hope for the Muslim people. You're seeing Muslims receive Christ. Um, what is the maybe just one of the many keys that 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 you've seen in in building uh, uh, towards reaching Muslims? Love them. Mm. Um, they're being deceived. Realize mm. the reality of the fact that they are utterly deceived. That they believe they're going to end up in heaven, and they're not. Um, we just had a case now in the news uh, where in a neighboring country in Kosovo, a woman who's 18 years old was beaten to death by her fiancé um, and left outside the hospital. And the men are commenting on a post made about this. They are commenting because of the faith that they have that she deserved it. Mm. Um, th this is a complete deception. And if we can see people, and I, it took me too long, but really to see that only God can reach them. All mm. my work is to keep on praying, God, let me love them. That's it. Mm. God, help me to love them. And so, and then stepping out in it. I just had mm. a awesome testimony this week um, where I've been stepping out to, I've decided every waiter I'm going to meet. I'm going to say something about Jesus and or something about God, at least. We try not to speak about Jesus first. We try to just taste where are they at. And so I said something about God. And the guy kind of looked at me with this horrible face of, what are you doing? And we're in a restaurant. And uh, he said, uh, you know, I'm a Muslim. I said, no problem. Just wanted to say, this is, uh, this is what I wanted to say. And as I left there, I'm like, God, that was a disaster. You could not have liked that. And uh, the girl was translating for me. She walked out. And as I'm, I'm untying my bicycle, having this internal conversation with God, like that was a disaster. She goes, Alicia, that was awesome. Next time we'll tell him about Jesus. I'm like, okay. So something worked in this. And uh, the thing with it was that since I left, I haven't stopped thinking about him, the waiter. Mm. And I saw how just through stepping out, God connects you heart to heart. Mm. And you realize like, um, you realize like, even if you look like a fool, if it's for Jesus, then it's worth it. So just, yeah, my short answer would just be loving them enough to share with them, like That's loving good. them enough. And then secondly, uh, a quick, very quick, is not backing down. Like if they get passionate about something, it's just mm. to keep on speaking because it means you're engaging. And that's awesome because they want to engage about it. Most, oh, most. Good. Thank you so much, Alicia. I appreciate your time as well. And uh, I know that this is uh, an intense part of the evening for any family with young kids. So thank you so much. Uh, that's Alicia uh, Erasmus from uh, Grace Life Albania in uh, Southeastern Europe.